Welcome to Shine.fm's A Closer Look podcast, going a little deeper into the hearts and lives of the artists you hear on Shine.fm. Oh, thank you guys. This is awesome. Um, I, I love that you just released your album title. I think that's awesome. Tell me a little bit about that because um, I want to dive right into all of that. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. yeah the new record is <laughs> called Always Only Jesus, which is uh, track five on the record. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, we our last record, Inhale, Exhale, we've joked around and called that our COVID record because we weren't doing anything else, no touring. So we just made a bunch of music, um, ended up with 30 to 40 songs for that record. And in the process of that record, deciding not that it had a theme, but we wanted we we kept steering towards songs that we just wanted to have fun with, you know, we didn't, we didn't feel like writing another, even if at the time. And so there were certain songs like then Christ came that we started during that period that we intentionally kind of held on to Cause we, we just felt like it was for something else, a different project. And so uh, finished inhale, exhale that came out and realized we had a, at least a handful of songs that we really wanted to finish. And so we, we did a tour, came back, started working on those songs and had intended to do maybe an EP of five or six songs. We ended up writing five more and it became a full record, which we're happy about. Yeah. We, we were ready to, we loved inhale exhale, but we were had these other songs that we knew we were ready to move on to. So that's where we are. That's awesome. Um, I love that with the title of it, always only Jesus, how it's, so focused on Jesus. And like you shared on Instagram that that's what this one is so focused on for your album. Obviously your music is focused on pointing people to Jesus, but I I love the simplicity of the title um, and how you're doing this. Um, Even a lyric like, and then Christ came, um, every song I sing will be for him. I love that. Um, So tell me about the fact that mercy me has been mercy me for 28 years this is a calling on your life that you've served for 28 years. Not every one of you have been in the band for 28 years, but um, that calling on your life, the sacrifice maybe to keep doing it, but just serving Jesus for 28 years and singing for him. Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it has ever felt like a sacrifice to do it. I mean, it's, you know, it's so funny while people go, man, Thank you for the, you know, like literally the sacrifice you're making. I was like, nah, dude, this isn't really a sacrifice. This is us avoiding hard labor for the most part. But, uh, but we, I'm, we're guilty of really, really loving our jobs and the calling and still, we still like being around each other and, and we think it's the greatest job in the world. And so it's, it's been our pleasure to do this for 28 years for sure. And uh, it's cool because like the, the album being called always only Jesus, I think for us, it was important because our last album, Inhale, Exhale, was an album we made during the pandemic. And it's with so much time on our hands, like um, it, it, in some ways, like we weren't reinventing the wheel or anything, but it was we kind of were trying to flex a creative muscle just because we had so much time to visit and revisit and write and write and and um, and just had fun kind of going down that path of just writing songs like Whiplash that talks about quit trying to look back at your past, just quirky ways of saying things that you've said before and and we got that out of our system and and it 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 definitely saved us during the pandemic. But even for us, this album to say, man, 
you know, with where the body of Christ is, with there's seems like there's more division now than ever. And, and, you know, and people drawing lines in the sand and whatever. And it's like, man, we've got to find that commonality like that, you know, how do we address this? And we realize that we have to be able to all agree that it's about Jesus. And so, and that was for us personally, like for coming out of inhale, exhale to this, it, it's pretty exciting because it feels like what Mercy Me's done in the past, like with God with us and all of creation and songs like that. And there was something really, it felt really good to kind of fall back into this album, I guess. And yeah, more really, really excited about people hearing it and hopefully they dig it. If they don't, don't let us know. So <laughs> <be quiet. laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, Tell me about, for listeners who may not know each of your stories, how you came to know Jesus. I was born at a really young age. Uh, <laughs> now, we, uh, I, I'm speaking for myself, but most of us grew up in a godly home with, you know, Christian parents that instilled Christ in us from a time we were born. And so I've never known anything other than going to church on Sunday and Wednesday night youth group and I was even homeschooled and, you know, my curriculum in school was, you know, full of Christ. So I've never known anything else. And I've always thought I've never had a testimony because of that. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that the best testimony I had is not what God brought me out of, but what he kept me from getting into. And so I think there are a lot of things that I could have fallen into traps and stuff had I not had Christ as the center of my life. And so that's my story. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, similar story. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I, I walked down the aisle and, you know, accepted Jesus into my heart at seven, got baptized. It was probably about 18 um, when I really started to pursue Christ and 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 just recognize that it was, I did have a, a part to play, not in my salvation, but like in obedience and, uh, and, and becoming a disciple. And, and like Robbie, it was like, well, what, I haven't really done anything wrong. You know, I'm not this horrible sinner or whatever. And then when you mature in your faith and you recognize like, yes, I am, I was born into it. I can't get away from it, but for the grace of God, we're free from it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The whole grace thing's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all fairly similar. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, My dad actually became the pastor of our church when, as I was going into my teenage years. So I was a PK, um, but didn't go through the, I guess because it was later in life, I never went through the weird, rebellious preacher kind of phase. So, yeah. Yeah. Still waiting for that rebellious phase. That's why we had to make this album to remind him to calm down, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. I came to know Jesus when I was 13 at church camp. And, you know, I kind of like what Mike was kind of talking about. It's like, you know, when you're drowning, you don't do much to help save yourself from drowning. And so I felt like I got thrown a life preserver and was covered by Jesus from 13. I think it was a little bit later, probably my father passed away to when it kind of clicked for me of like, Oh shoot, this is what, what I have. And, and so, yeah, that was the moment when I started something, I don't know, something happened to where I was like, man, it, this is what I'm supposed to do the rest of my life is, is tell people about Jesus. And, um, but yeah, I think Mike, was almost killed in a car wreck and it kind of woke him well, up. And, almost killed another guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that dramatic, but when you're 18 and you hit somebody <laughs> when you're in high and, school, it's yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. It was scary. But um, I, and that for me, it was like a moment of recognizing, like I wasn't as in control as I thought I was. 
and and you know because when you're 18 you're so totally in control of everything yeah. you're making all the right decisions <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and so that was definitely played a role in me refocusing yeah so each of your dads right mm-hmm. um so now you, you talked about your you're coming to know jesus and you know tell me about like this is such a big question but um like your responsibility as dads then to point your kids to Jesus. Cause you're, you're singing to the world about who he is, but you also have your, your leaders in your own homes. So tell me about what that's been like for each of you. I think it's, I think it's a challenge no matter what. I think it's um, in some ways, maybe more of a challenge because almost like you hear stories about preachers, kids, you know, kind of having a wild side. I don't know if, you know, but if that's the case, I could, I can see how that could be an issue because you see your, your dad is a preacher, you know, giving everything to his church and you come home and the first thing you want to do is kind of turn it off because it's a safe place. But then your family's like, wait, where's the amazing, you know, preacher? And I, and I think there's probably a little bit of that being our kids. Sometimes you have to be kind of on all the time. And when you come home, it's like it, you, initially it's like this is a safe spot where I can be myself and and not, you know, be whatever the stage sometimes requires of us or mercy me does. And the, the challenge is that, that hopefully they're not far apart. They definitely, they definitely see the, the, the good side and the worst sides of us. And um, I just did a podcast a few days ago and they were asking, it was about being a dad. And they said, what is it you hope your, your kids say about you when they're older? And I was like, man, I, I just, I hope they can say that I tried, you know, not that I got it right all the time, not that I was perfect, whatever, but that I was at least trying. I mean, it really, it's all that we all can kind of honestly say is that because we're definitely going to get things wrong. There will definitely be counseling at some point in their life, <laughs> but it's like, it's the worst thing could be the ones that just don't care and don't put forth the effort. And, and so, man, I, um, it's a weird balance to sing about Jesus and then, to, and then to talk about Jesus at home. And there's sometimes you feel like I've, the enemy will tell me that they've heard it enough, like to keep your mouth shut's the thing that I'll wrestle with when I'm home. And so it's a, that's one thing where the pandemic actually helped me a, a ton was to be able to genuinely step away from what mercy me is and just, and just, you know, just figure out who I am as a father and a husband, if it is any different or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. A little bit more of a, maybe a, a different side of, you know, being a dad. Uh, it was cool to see you brought your daughter with you to New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just seeing some of the other fun things that you guys have done with your kids. Um, do you have any, like, special traditions that you do with your kids? Maybe one-on-one things that you're like, yeah, I'm making a point. My my son or my daughter loves this. This is what we do together. For us, we've uh, we've kind of given each of our kids a trip when they turn 13 with just mom and dad. Um, we we shot for the moon the first time. We had to scale it back. Our 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 oldest, he's almost 18 now. He wanted to go to Alaska. He wanted to ride snowmobiles, ride a dog sled, and see a glacier. So we rode snowmobiles to a glacier. We told the rest of the kids, continental. <laughs> you raised that bar like pretty, quick, pretty high. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, but that's been a fun tradition just to, to, you know, as they're starting to go through all the weird teenage stuff to just have some one-on-one adventures with them. It's been, it's been a really cool thing. I think one of the things that we've done uh, as a band is we bring our boys out on the road when they were 
five, six, you know, a little bit old enough that they could uh, take care of themselves and dress themselves or whatnot. But we get to bring them out on the road, see what, what it's like behind the stage and what we do on an everyday basis. And then the older they've gotten, they've gotten to kind of where they expect at least once a tour, they get to go on the bus. And so now we've got younger siblings that we're trying to work into the mix. And so it's, it's been fun to have them out on the road with us from time to time. It's like bring, bring your family to work day. And so, uh, but it's something that our kids have really enjoyed. I know that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I built a big shed and when they hit 13, I just sent them outside and said, good luck. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I made them build the shed, <laughs> which would made. be their home. Yes. yes. <laughs> Learn to survive. Yes. Uh, you know, I, the older my kids have gotten, the more I've asked them to trust me. And what I mean by that is to say, I'm not going to get this right all the time, but I want you to trust me that I'm trying and know that I love you no matter what. And that's helped, especially with my oldest daughter is she has gotten older because there's things she just doesn't want to talk to me about. And, but she knows that she can. Girls are funny that way. Girls, really. girls are funny. Yeah, <laughs> girls are funny that way. Um, but no, it just, uh, trying not to be a hypocrite, you know, not asking my kids to do things that I'm not willing to do myself. And that includes, um, you know, my own relationship with Christ. If I'm not taking it seriously, then why would I expect my kids to? So, mm. yeah. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. My tradition, yours is good. Mine is more of a, uh, we've, we, we go to great lengths to, uh, I have five kids. My oldest is 20. My youngest is 11. And our goal in life is to create traditions of going uh, on vacations together. So it's something that when they're older, we still do. And, and, uh, so much so that this has been the summer of me doing stuff with my individual kids, which I've, I don't know if I've ever done intentionally um you know like taking sophie to new york or or miles to dude perfect and stuff like that so so that's been pretty fun but like we're back at it like we'll leave this weekend and go on a uh we'll hit a couple of hopefully family trips before the tour starts and oh. you know got to get them in there yeah that's awesome well thanks guys for your time um for your ministry sharing your hearts excited for the new album we love that christ came and thanks for all you guys do yeah thank you thanks for having us absolutely thanks for listening to a closer look for more content like this subscribe to the shine.fm podcast channel from olivet nazarene university